Many people think mainstream crypto adoption will take place when a major merchant starts accepting Bitcoin. Others think it will happen when banks speak the language of crypto. But it's possible that blockchain gaming could be the catalyst to bring about massive awareness. Today, we welcome two co-founders from a blockchain gaming startup to the show to discuss their project, Upland, a monopoly-like game dealing with real-world properties. Upland has a head start in the space and a mobile game with a great deal of stickiness. So what do San Francisco tokens and llamas have to do with one another? Stick around for the full story, along with free tokens to get you started in-game. Oh, and remember the Bitcoin price bet that Ronnie Moas made with Vinny Lingham at World Crypticon 2018? Yeah, that bet. Oh, and remember John McAfee's $1 million Bitcoin wager? Om nom nom. Yeah that wager. We'll discuss both of these as well on episode number 355 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Greetings, people of Earth and aliens, alien life forms that might be tuning in via satellite somewhere out there in these vast universes of ours to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Joel Com here. Um, num, 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 num. Um, <laughs> oh, you, Travis right here. Nomming. Are you eating your member, Travis? Uh, I'm nomming. Num, num, numbing. Yeah, we're going to get to McAfee and we're going to get to the the big bet because there's been some fireworks on that. But first, shout out to our sponsor for the show, eToro. You know, if you're a crypto fan, it's hard to find one place where you can do all the things you need to do. You got to trade, you got to plan, you got to discuss your strategy. And now the world's number one social trading platform is in the United States of America. We're allowed by law. I think there's a few states that are still super backwards, but the app is available and you can go download it now. And not only that, but you're almost upon your last chance to get $25 in free Bitcoin from us here at the Bad Crypto Podcast when you follow the simple instructions on this page. You ready? Go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Build your crypto portfolio the smart way. Get $25 in free Bitcoin, badco.in forward slash eToro. You know what I love, Mr. Jocom? What do you love, Mr. Travis Wright? I love llamas. <laughs> yeah, what the heck does that have to do with anything? I'm a big fan of the Dalai Lama. That's my favorite llama. I like the furry llamas too. Well, I, I like think llamas. people are going to learn all about the llama that is associated with Upland. And in fact, I'll give a teaser here that for the first time ever, the mascot for the game, his name is mentioned in this interview. Oh, and by the way, important because we are big fans of full disclosure that the following interview is fully compensated to the Bad Crypto Podcast. We saw this project. We really, really liked it. And they are sponsoring this show now. And I'll tell you what, we are being more and more selective about who will interview 
on this show for you know various projects and who we will allow to sponsor you know we we were along with the rest of you during the ico craze and a lot of these companies we thought were doing some really cool things but nobody saw well, i won't say nobody there was probably some people that were prognosticating that the uh, the icos wouldn't work but many of them are still developing some of them aren't uh, but we're being selective because choosy podcast hosts like to be choosy and so with that said full disclosure put out there here's our interview with upland As everybody knows by now, I am a big fan of computer gaming, and I have to say that probably every day I play something on my mobile device, and that's why I was excited recently when we were at World Crypticon in Las Vegas that we discovered Upland. This is a new game that is officially available on mobile. And we're pleased to have with us the co-founders of Upland, Dirk Lute and Idan Zuckerman. Gentlemen, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hey, guys. Hey, great to be here. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Let, let's get a little background on before we get into this game, because we're both fascinated with this game and have been playing it. Uh, and it, it's so professionally done. And this is something that's really missing in the mainstream for crypto. But let's let's get a little bit about your backgrounds first. Maybe, Dirk, perhaps you start. Tell us about um, what, uh, what you did before this. Uh, did you work in the game space? Give us some info. Yeah, so, uh, well, I'm originally actually from uh, Germany, but I live here in the Silicon Valley since 10 years, and I've started a couple of companies before. Um, one was, for instance, the Financial Times in Germany, the newspaper, it's something else in the fintech space. Um, also, one thing I need to mention also, which is quite important for all this what we're currently building, I, I did a PhD in the, in the, uh, around the topic about uh, private and state-controlled currencies because we're building a, an open economy here with Upland. And hopefully I can use that knowledge you know, to, um, to build a really a good, very stable, stable economy. But back to my, 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 my curriculum, I went then, I moved over to the United States um, back um, in 2009 and um, started some, some other companies, but already got in 2011 very early into, you know, into, into, in contact with the whole decentralized ledger blockchain space. So I started one company together with two other people um, in the decentralized ledger space. We built also something very similar as a technology to uh, blockchain. And uh, but I got really excited when I once understood what what blockchain is really doing in Bitcoin, and that's how then we all got together. Like like I'm going to tell a story about how we got together a little bit later, uh, back in 2018 when we started Upland here together with Manny Konigstein and Idan Zuckerman. Yeah, and um, and on, on my part, um, so I come, I do come from the gaming space, uh, and I was a part of the uh, founding. Uh, founding team of a company called Rapid Play, together also with Manny Honigstein, our third co-founder. And we built a, a successful social casino company uh, uh, that started back in around 2013 um, and got sold to a company called AGS, which is a submachine manufacturer out of Las Vegas back in 2015. Uh, so, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. We're very familiar with the gaming industry, and this is kind of like a marrying between uh, the gaming industry and the economy, open economy uh, industry to create something, you know, completely new, completely uh, innovative in the game space. 
Yeah, and I, one thing I, I think when I when I look at this is is how great the graphics are on this thing already. I mean, it's just, it's 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 got a nice, cute design to it, right? So it's like these the block explorers. You can go around, you can buy properties, and you can you know there's going to be some some other long term things that you can do. But basically, you become you you become a, 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 a like a landlord or or as you guys actually say, what a a badass property virtual property mogul like. How does that work? And maybe, you know, maybe explain to folks a little bit about the whole Upland experience, because once you look at it and you see the graphics, oh, man, this is so cute. What, what, what's going on here? So maybe explain to folks um, the, the, uh, the, the vision of this. Yeah, maybe I start out with the whole story, how it all came together and uh, how we then actually eventually arrived at the vision. So when we sat together back in 2018, uh, Mani, uh, Idan, and I, we, we meet sometimes to, to have game nights and we played this uh, famous uh, board game where uh, actually it's Monopoly, where people, obviously, anybody know, everybody, everyone knows um, the game where you buy actually streets and then you, you, you bargain and you, you play with others, you try to get, get the good ones, good properties and so on. Uh, so we did that, and of course we were in the in the gaming space. We were in the blockchain space. We said, "Hmm, this is a cool idea, right? Why not why not bring that idea also somehow to to the blockchain space?" Another thing what we saw is um, the I don't know if you have seen the, the Netflix series Stranger Things, and in Stranger Things they have a parallel world, and that's why we said, "Hey, it wouldn't be great when we create this kind of a parallel world, but an open economy?" Of course, in Stranger Things, and yes, there's this this theme also in other movies like Matrix and lots of others where, where there's always somehow a parallel world. We say, okay, why don't we do the same thing? We create uh, a parallel world. That's the reason why everything in our in, in Upland is based on uh, real-world addresses. And um, then we allow people to, to have, a, say, some, some kind of a second identity. But, uh, but again, it's somehow related to, to the real world. And that's how we brought it together. And when we think about Stranger Things, it was some kind of more negative world. We want really to have an open economy, an optimistic world where people will be able to create new things and can, uh, in quotation mark, have a second life in there. Yeah, and your point about uh, these accessible, you know, fun graphics, we always knew from the from the get go this needs to appeal to to everybody to a mass consumer audience, and uh, you do that primarily through easy UI and fun UI. Uh, and this needs to feel like a game. This doesn't feel too. This, this doesn't need to feel like a you know crypto project or something like that. It should just right. be a fun game. You know, blockchain is in the background. You don't even have to know that it's that it's in there. Well, and that's that's how we bring things mainstream, right? It should be transparent. So uh, the website, for those of you following along, going, what is this thing? Go to upland.me, U-P-L-A-N-D, just like it sounds, upland.me. It says on the website, it's very colorful. The revolution is coming. Welcome to Upland, the property trading game that's smashing the boundaries of the real and virtual world. Buy, sell, trade, keep properties forever. They're truly yours because Upland is powered by the EOS blockchain. And uh, so right now, it looks like you've started in San Francisco. That is uh, the, the, um, the city there by the bay is your starting ground. Talk about that. Yeah, we obviously we're based here in the San Francisco Bay Area, so and we wanted to pick a city which which we're quite familiar with uh, because uh, since it's related to the real world, we have to you know see you know how it's actually behaving and how um, uh, people will actually relate relate to it. 
So, um, so that's the, of course right now we're in San Francisco and uh, we launched in San Francisco with a very early beta, maybe it was an alpha back in last June where we only did let a very small number of people in. And um, we had actually quite a quite a large wait list. People just found out about us. We had over three thousand people signing up for the wait list, and we did let people in over time. And of course, over time, we also added more features to it. For instance, we were just in the first days, you know, when when you had San Francisco in San Francisco, we were able to buy properties directly through actually fiat currency through through PayPal. Um, you could buy them with dollars. And then at a later stage, it was in uh, I think back in August, we introduced Apex UPX, which is our own in-game uh, uh, cryptocurrency token. And um, so then people were starting also to do more in the game, just not just buying properties. They will be, and they were also be, uh, were starting to be able to um, to uh, to start uh, collecting properties. Because the idea of the game is um, that you once you bought a property, you start earning those cryptocurrency tokens on them as a, as a, some kind of a yield, um, apex yield, just for holding them. And but we, you can accelerate that when you start collecting properties with uh, the same characteristics. Let's say you have to buy, um, you know, uh, two or you have to own two properties on the same streets. Then you actually get a boosted uh, earning because you completed that collection, one-time uh, boosted earning, and then you get a recurrent earning as long as you hold on to that collection. So that's where the features we've been developing until December um, uh, for that. And what is also quite unique, because we always say it's an open economy, we want people to be able to liquidate those those properties again on a marketplace. And then today they can also they can go into the app and they can sell um, the, the their property uh, for apex at the moment or they can trade them against other uh, against another property why would they do that because they want to complete another collections which is maybe a little bit harder to complete mm. yeah so i get this i get this one person oliver there's like three or four times he's trying to buy my uh, 903 Ashbury Street. And I say, no, that's my only Ashbury Street that I have. And I need, I need that for my collection. So I'm sorry, Oliver. Uh, I'm not, I will not sell it to you for this, such a cheap amount. Ugh. But uh, <laughs> no, this, is, this, is, this is cool. So, so right now you guys are in an open beta. And you guys are going to be having a big launch later in 2020. What? Uh, is going to be different when you do that big launch and what are you guys maybe working up to? So um, when we said we always, because crypto and, and blockchain right now is still very complicated. You have all those, what, what also Idana said, it's it's really those private keys, wallets you have to handle, you know, go, you know, go, go to your best friend who is not in the crypto space. He just, just leave me alone with that. That's the typical reaction you get. It's way too complicated. So the mission of our company is saying, really, we want to bring um, blockchain to the masses so that anyone really can sign up. So my, 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 my mom and my dad can actually play it, right? And, and actually, that's, that's a, that's a, that's was, what's a big thing we always followed on. And um, that's also why the graphics are very easy and everything is very easy to use. So having said that, so the big launch for us 
is later this year when we want to go to the mass market. Because right now we're still, because we don't have fully developed all the features, we're still focusing very much on, on people who relate to crypto. But going forward, our big launch is going to be when we're going after the mass market. Yeah, so, so for us, 2019 was all about you know, uh, solving the technological barrier of making everything accessible to the player and putting in place really the infrastructure of the game, the ability to, you know, to own, to trade, to do, uh, to commit collections, etc. And 2020 is going to be a lot about casting in those engaging features that would really make this game palatable to mass audiences and not just crypto fishing others. Uh, so once we get uh, some of these features in, and then any player will just find the game interesting, uh, not just uh, you know fans of crypto. Then will be comfortable with going to the mass launch and kind of like you know uh, trying to lift this game up into space. Well, it, so it that much more so once people understand that you know there's actually real world value you know through cryptocurrency to this. Now uh, on the website, your mascot is a llama wearing a monocle. Why and what's his name or her name? <laughs> yeah, we actually. So the question is: Is it her or he? Um, that that's of course uh, has been a big debate here. But we finally decided to give it a name, and actually, we're happy to announce it today here on the podcast. It was Ooh. never mentioned before, nowhere. So the name is Miles B Chain. <laughs> So that's uh, that's our name. So we call our llama little llama Miles, and uh, we just love the llama, and it's it's the hero in the game. However, you will see it not too often in the game. You will see it as a one-off piece of our of our branding. But um, there will be llama T-shirts, llama plush. There's a lot of things coming out which we have in the pipeline to, uh, around the llama uh, in, during the this coming year. Miles B. Chain is his name. I like that. that that's fun. He, he, the, the design is just, it's really nice, gang. And, and we discovered this again in October, just uh, just before Halloween at World Crypticon in Las Vegas. And uh, we they they were giving out a few properties, basically some Upix tokens so you can claim a property. And I did. And I told Travis, I'm like, dude, check this out. This is this is cool. As a gamer, um, the, the blockchain space, it, traditionally, a lot of the games are out there. They just, eh, they're not fun. They don't look good. When you guys look at the gaming space and blockchain, you know, what do you, do you feel like you guys are leading the way now? Or, you know, is this industry just lagging? What's your evaluation of that? Yeah, I think, I mean, quite self-confident. I think what we've built here is really unique and we are really uh, obviously on the innovation forefront. To give you one concrete example, when I earlier mentioned that the current crypto world is so, ex is so complicated, in our, in, in, with us, all you need right now is just to sign up with a, with an email and a password. So we, we don't have access to all of that. We cipher all that and we don't, we don't want to get too, com uh, too technical here, but it's really super easy. It's a way, it's just the way you know how to do things. So this is just one example to, to, to get rid of all those roadblocks, which you currently have in all those crypto games. And, and we have, you know, if you look at at some sites which publishing, um, you know, the top uh, crypto games which are out there. I mean, the the usage is still very, let's say, limited when you compare it to normal casual game on, on the app store, right? We, we're not talking about a hundred, we're about a thousand, or a million times factor which are the most popular games bigger than the current uh, blockchain games. 
And, and I think, you know, by the way, we, we, we love the industry, we love blockchain, and I think they are, they are amazing, and it's, it's kind of like really an industry at, at its infancy, which is, which is awesome, and it's great to operate in that, in that space. But when you look at a lot of other blockchain games, you know, sometimes they're very uh, tech-oriented, and that, that's where probably a lot of those founders come from. And I think the, the nice thing about Upland is we kind of like, we try to get, uh, to take our experience from, uh, from the casual gaming world and gaming world uh, uh, entirely, and kind of like, this is our main driver, right? So we want to build a good game, we want to build a good game that serves millions of players, not, you know, a thousand or, or ten thousand. And, and to that, we cast the benefits of, of what blockchain can give to the masses. And this is where we come from, which we think is kind of like a, a, a very uh, unique in today's industry, gaming, blockchain gaming industry. And I think it will become more and more uh, common as, as this industry develops. That's very cool. My question is around like, you know, so obviously San Francisco, you think of San Francisco, first thing you think of is the Golden Gate Bridge, right? And then you also, they have the Oakland Bay Bridge. And then there's also some other really cool, you know, things in the area. There's, you know, there's the Goodbye Moscone Center, right? And there's some other, like, really cool museums and stuff. How, like, can some person come in and say, boom, now I own the Golden Gate Bridge. It's mine. Pay me tolls you want to go across. Like, how, <laughs> how, how are you guys dealing with, like, really major landmarks? Like, again, and I know you guys have said you're eventually going to be rolling into, like, New York. And I'm like... Wow, well, I would love to own the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, how how are you guys going to be managing that in the future? Yeah, so that, that perfectly ties into our just published uh, 2020 roadmap, and and in there you may find uh, that we have allocated a special mechanic for big landmarks such as the Golden Gate Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, and uh, we're going to unveil that uh, uh, further down the road in 2020. I can tell you though, it, it, it's going to be a mechanic that more resembles collections. Uh, and it will be around how uh, people can join up and team up to for joint ownership of, of big monuments and big landmarks. So it's going to be pretty exciting. And that's why we kind of like reserve those landmarks currently on the side. We're going to roll them out uh, when the time is right. But having said that, it's also um, all what we're about is this open economy that people can, and that's to use uh, a little bit the lingo of, of, of blockchain, uh, can do transaction in a decentralized way. So right now, for instance, when you want to send your little block explorer who helps you to discover properties in San Francisco from one place to the other, you know, you can do that by either using two properties you own. So you take one in, in maybe um, Sunset and then send them to the other, you know, another one you had Ashbury. And then you, if it's your own property, you can send your proper, your block explorer there with just, with just two clicks on, on, on uh, or tabs on, on the, in the app. But um, when you want to send your block explorer to uh, somewhere else where you don't own a property, then you maybe have to use the property of another player. And when you do that, then you have to pay now 40 APEX, which is our in-game currency, as I mentioned before. And then, you know, you, there's a decentralized transaction. So we're not taking any money off that. That's just between the players. And that's a little bit how we see things. And when you can imagine now, you know, now you have maybe want to go to New York one day, um, you know, there may be other methods how you can do it. Maybe some people will do something on the airport. Maybe some people will own the airport and then they can, you know, allow people to travel. And maybe we have special ways of to traveling. And again, I want to teleport. Just let me just let me teleport Star Trek style. 
<laughs> beam them up. I, I yeah. think it might be useful to kind of explain what you're going to see when you go into the app, gang. So when you when you launch the Upland app, and by the way, in just a minute, uh, we're going to share a link with you that you can get started with 3,000 Upix right away and have an opportunity for the uh, Upland team to match whatever other Upix you decide to buy for use in the game. So when you launch it, basically it takes you to a map of San Francisco and you see on it the wide angle with these little pins, green pins, blue pins, and and Dirk was talking about the Block Explorer. It's like your, your icon, your avatar that travels across the map to discover and, and buy properties. And I'm looking at it right now, and I see, oh, there's a, there's a scooter that's got a yellow background, and there's a bus that's got a blue background, there's a rocket, there's a kitty cat, there's a whale, there's a duck. Uh, it, it's super playful. And as you zoom in, more of these, which are other players in the game, display themselves on the map and the pins there's more more and more of those and you could zoom all the way into any single property for example i'm going to pull in on one of mine and i'm going to tap the property it's highlighted in blue i own 48 levant street and the purchase price of it was 23,870 upix the uh property size I is 31 and there's all these things on there. I see a title for it. I see how I can send it to somebody else. I see how I can sell it. So maybe elaborate a little bit more on this interface and, and how you built it to be so engaging. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the interface was designed to just make your life uh, easy and intuitive for uh, how to get to places uh, of interest and then how to acquire them. Then once you hold them, either use them by putting them in collection or just holding on to them and collecting your uh, timely earnings. So we, we pay out earnings every three hours that you can collect uh, in Apex. Or if you wanted to trade them, you can easily put them on the marketplace, uh, which is then displayed as those green pins that are currently being offered. Uh, and, and another thing, we made it, made it really easy for you if you're really interested in somebody's property. So you mentioned before that you got offers from uh, a player called Oliver. Uh, so it's really easy also to to, to pinpoint uh, the, the property you're interested in, uh, and then make an offer to the owner if you want if you wish to purchase it. Um, and then uh, another cool thing is that when you focus in on the property, you can easily see also which collections it can fit into. So if you're working to kind of like uh, grow your collections uh, base up and get more and more boosted earnings, you get an easy way to do that out of the interface as well. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And it's always proven that it's on, on the blockchain. So there's also one little icon you can click and then you can, you know, when you go on the title and you can see it actually on the EOS blockchain, it links you to, to uh, Blocks.io where you can see, can see the transactions so that really truly belongs to you and it does not belong to, to us anymore. As, as mm. Now, we all know that San Francisco is one of the most expensive cities in the world. The cost of housing just keeps increasing at a ridiculous rate out there. Now, are we going to start seeing just like maybe we buy, we buy the property for say 20,000 uh, upics and then, you know, every once in a while, the value just increases over time just because of inflation and whatever. Is that, is that a natural mechanic in the game? Well, not, not, not from us. Everything is driven by the market at the end of the day. And if you have, if, 
maybe if you have a property, if you own a property which is uh, very desirable or lots of people want it because they need it for, uh, for, for a collection, you will see that, you know, like just like the market behavior works, that the price for the property will go up. But we will not uh, increase the price because of any uh, artificial inflation uh, we, are, we are creating. So this is like, you know, those of you that are thinking, oh, so this is like Monopoly on the blockchain, but you can play it on your mobile device. It's it's available right now for both iOS and Android. Now, guys, I have been through several of the different avatars on here because they're fun. I've been the duck. I've been the scooter. I've been the elephant. There's different levels. There's like founders edition uh, icons for your explorer. There's uplanders. There's visitor icons. Like you can be the sunglasses or the uh, the fire hydrant if you're a visitor. But I understand that you have a surprise for Mr. Travis Wright and myself. Yes, we do. So we're very happy to announce, and um, this is also very important for the existing uplanders. By the way, you become an uplander in Upland uh, when you have an, a net worth of more than 10,000 Apex. We forgot to mention that before. But a new thing is um, when you actually have a net worth more than 1 million Apex, um, you will get a custom or bespoke uh, block explorer from us. And Travis... And um, and Joel are the first ones to get those. And I think you guys are live now, and maybe you want to put it live at this moment. So people who are in Upland right now, I know this is a recording, but it will come out soon. But the first people will probably see you roaming the city. Oh, I just did it. Oh, my gosh. It is, <laughs> it is Joel. Travis, I'm looking for yours. Did you set it yet? What part I, have, of the, I have said it, yes. What part of the city are you in? Because I might need to zoom to see where you are. I'm on Geary Boulevard. Like what, just north, south, east, west, where is uh, that? North, I'm not too far away from the, uh, from the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Okay, so I'm going to move over to Golden Gate and zoom in. Oh, there you are. I see Mr. Travis right with the blue cap. Travis, if you'll go straight south um, and keep going until you run into me. Uh, this is people are going to see there this. You are. They're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, how do I get my face on here?" So if you've got a million Upix in your wallet, then you qualify for one of these custom block explorers. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So by the way, just, just to make sure, this is a, we're talking about net worth, so a combination of all your assets plus your upstarts. That is very, very cool. There we are. We're roaming around. And it's <laughs> and then whenever you zoom out, you see yours primarily. Like I have a really big head. <laughs> my head is my head is huge. This is fun. So I have a I we Joel and I each have, have, have several properties. And I know that um, you know, so so the light so the light green one. So whenever you have your explorer and it's like true, it's like cruising around, and then behind it you sort of have a wake. There's like a wake behind you. Uh, and then all those ones that you were near are now available for you to buy if somebody else doesn't already own them. How are, what is the mechanics or the economics behind the pricing model of these particular homes or these particular locations? How are you guys determining the value of them? And then also my, I guess my other question is, is how are you guys making money? Because you just mentioned earlier that you're not taking any transactions dollars or anything from that. So I'm just kind of curious how, how that's all set up, how you guys are, how you guys are monetizing each individual transaction. Yeah. So a lot of questions. So let me first come to the way how we can actually acquire properties in Upland. So first thing is 
Also, why we want to make it available to the masses is that in, in Upland, you can buy Apex, our currency, with fiat currency. I, when you go through the web browser, through the mobile web browser, you can use PayPal or credit card. And then you go through the app stores, you just use in-app purchases. So that's that's the first thing which is possible. The way you buy then a property is through um, either your block explorer. That's correct. Um, the way um, the block explorer just um, roams randomly the city, and each time he roams, he leaves a trail, and um, this trail eventually will fade out. But you will be able to buy everything which has not faded out directly, uh, which has been highlighted in green. Then when you go to the map, you see also what um, the all those pins which Joel has mentioned before. And these pins are properties which other uplanders have put up there for sale. And then you can go there and see if you, you know, want to buy that. You can, uh, then you can buy it directly. And the, um, but also when you are owning properties, you can also put them up to the market and you can, of course, reject offers when people come in and, and, and do an offer to you. So that's, that's how, how we do it. Then the question is, uh, how ourselves we do do make money? Yeah, of course, we are selling Apex. That that is our business, and um, with those, we we eventually, you know, with the money we collect, we will eventually uh, build out more features which are coming all this this year. There's already people that are building empires on here. Um, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, uh, we are we're working with you on this project, and so we've got Apex in our wallets, and Travis and I have been buying up property all over and now you know what's really cool is I didn't understand in the beginning the uh, the collections and now I see this whole other element to the game that for example when I when I tap on the collections icon uh, you if you have uh, let's see here three in the sea cliff area you can select them and apportion them towards your collection and then you get a boost uh, on what you earn on your upex like for this particular collection that I have finished, which are three properties in the Seacliff neighborhood, I get 2.15 times the what I would normally collect on those. And so this, I've got like eight or nine collections now, and uh, some of them I'm afraid I'll, I'll never get because people already bought up Lombard Street. But uh, this adds a really interesting element to the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 the idea. So do you you get this one-time boost, and um, and then depending on the, the the difficulty level of the collection, you get also recurrent earnings. Um, and as long as you hold on to those those collections, um, you will continue earning those. But as soon as you put a property out or take one property out of one collection, put another collection, then of course the the ones you previously completed will will start to give you that boost. Hmm. Now, what about collections in other cities? Because you guys are going to be rolling out. You said you're going to be rolling out New York soon, and you're going to be rolling out probably some other places as well, maybe. What is your plans around the rollout from those other cities, and how do those – are you just sort of working with people in those local areas to help you develop those collections or, or create those collections? Because you guys are in San Francisco, so you know all the areas there, but you probably don't know all the areas in Kansas City or in Miami, so – how are you going to maybe expand in those areas effectively? So um, there's going to be a, a technical way and let's say a business way of doing things. Let me just start with the business way of things. So what we are currently, so if you go to our website, go into the about page, we have a small thing which is called franchise system. 
So what we want to establish in uh, during 2020, we want to find you know local ambassadors. We want to find people who know an area and who want to help us to uh, promote and uh, to promote the game and you know actually to to create you know interesting collections and whatever you need to do in this particular area. Uh, because we, as you said, you know, I've never been to Kansas City. Sorry, Travis, uh, but um, uh, but uh, that's where we would need help. And there will be different levels of how people can get involved with us. Depends a little bit on their skills. I mean, you can start all the way that you are, you know, maybe you might might be. A, promotion agency who wants to help us here to do some stuff. Uh, you might be just a local influencer who has, you know, lots of followings and doing doing things. Or maybe, and this can be also going quite far, maybe you just, maybe you some kind of investor say, I want to buy, buy the full city and, and, and create some kind of a business. I'm an entrepreneur. I want to create some kind of business uh, for it. I mean, we had already one person asking if you can buy a full country. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> so, well, uh, they can't own the Republic of Bad Cryptopia because it, <laughs> it is a virtual uh, uh, country and it belongs to Travis and myself and to all the people. So there, I just gave it to everybody. Uh, boy, time flies when you're talking gaming. Uh, guys, we really appreciate you coming on. I understand that you have a special offer for the listeners to bad crypto everybody gets three thousand uh upics automatically which by the way is is enough to buy a low price property in upland but what offer did you want to provide to our listeners so our special offer is um and uh, what we currently want to start out with for you guys is, um, so you have a link in the show note, um, which uh, which which will guide you to one, which will link you to one one page, where you can sign in uh, with uh, with your email. And once we have your email, and once once you signed up for the app, and you sign up with the same same email. And we see the first purchase you do, we will actually mirror that purchase. So if you buy something for five dollars, we merge, we give you another five for another five dollars upex. If you buy something for a hundred dollars, we mer- um, we mirror it with another hundred dollars in in terms of upex. So that's our uh, first offer we want to do in with this partnership here with Bad Crypto. That's great. We've actually got a short link for you guys to go and find that form right now. Just go to badco.in forward slash Upland, badco.in forward slash Upland and fill out your email address that you use for the uh, the application. Submit that and then whatever you purchase in the form of UPX tokens or UPX for short, then uh, the team at Upland will double that for you. Double, double. It's a big win. Really looking forward to see lots of people coming in. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Go to upland.me to read more about it or just go into Google Play or to the iOS uh, Apple App Store and download it. Give it a try. It's good fun. There you go, gang. I'll tell you, Travis, it is fun to see our faces, our pixels wandering around san francisco i I, but mine is avoiding the tenderloin (laughs) i noticed that yours seems to be pooping all over the place i don't know what's up with that (laughs) there's there's like following (laughs) in the wake of my icon is this little brown just dropping little dropping little poo emojis everywhere you go well you know what isn't poopy mr travis right what's that the kivo wallet Hmm. it's not poopy at all it's spelled k-e-e-v-o kivo wallet 
Bitcoin.com, and they claim to be the first hardware wallet worthy of your crypto. And they are a proud sponsor of this show. Go to check this out on the site. You've not seen anything quite like this. It's ultra premium. It's got a secure design. It's got multi-sig and multi-factor authentication. It's got a carbon key for paperless recovery. You can even assign and manage the beneficiary who gets your crypto if something should happen to you. And it supports all major coins. This is, as they say, like having a Swiss bank account in your pocket. Check it out, KivoWallet.com. Having a Swiss bank account in my pocket? That must have big pockets. Makes you part Swiss. Mm, sweet. You get I all the uh, hot chocolates you want on demand. Mm, normally you just have like a Swiss Army knife, but not a Swiss Army wallet. That's pretty fancy. Mr. Travis Wright, do you remember World Crypticon 2018, not 19, 2018, mm -hmm. uh, we were at the Aria Hotel and we were doing our show live on stage and we had with us Mr. Charlie Lee and we had um, Vinny Lingham and Ronnie Moas and, and Maxine Ryan. And Maxine Ryan was with us, and Veza, the artist, came up for a little bit. He just kind of made his own way up there, and we signed yeah. his artwork. And something really interesting happened during that show that we didn't see coming. Do you remember yeah, what Yeah, I was? remember. So Vinny was, was chatting, and, and they were having a conversation about well, – I think we asked them what we thought the, – the, what they thought the price would be. And then uh, Vinny had made a comment because Ronnie said it would be 28000 by the end of uh, 2019. And uh, by looking at my coin gecko, I noticed that's not correct. Mm. And and there was a, there was a clip to that. And he and then uh, Vinny goes, "Well, hey, well, how about we put our money where our mouth is? Let's make a bet, twenty thousand dollars." And and Ronnie said his pretty much his exact quote was, "Okay, if I lose, I will pay twenty thousand dollars to whatever charity Maxine Ryan says." Mm -hmm. And they ch and she chose freeross.org, right? That's what they were talking about is mm -hmm. the, the, fund, the legal fund to defend Ross Ulbricht as he's serving uh, life in prison sentence. And they're trying to get him before the president to say, hey, you know, this guy's sentence really is, is way too harsh for what he did. Would you please pardon him? So Vinny tweeted to Ronnie that, hey, you know, obviously uh, you lost the bet. Can you please make good on it? Dude, it blew up. Not only did it blow up, I mean, it got big. Like Cointelegraph wrote about it and some other people wrote about it as well. And and then so Ronnie, in in all of his majestic glory, uh, he sort of he sort of began blaming other people, saying negative things about other people, and then basically saying, you know, I'm going to I'm going to basically go ahead and give that money to the charities that are on my philosophy and philanthropy page. It was not a a good take for Mr. Ronnie Moas, a former friend of the show who still holds the record for being on the most times until he behaved in a way which really was worse than bad according to us and you know i don't i don't wish him any ill will uh but he's really presented himself poorly in the crypto community and, and lost a lot of trust with people and so people called him out like crazy saying just make good on the bet well ronnie didn't want to give to free ross because after reading about what 
Ross did, he didn't feel like it was a good way to spend his $20,000. But that's that's not how bets work. Right. You know what? I think the thing was is that he was so sure that it was going to be $28,000 that it really wouldn't have been a bad deal. But the thing is, is that it was basically a no-lose bet for, for Vinny Lingham because at the time, the price of Bitcoin, I think, was around five or six grand, maybe seven grand or so. And he could have bought he could have bought a Bitcoin. And, you know, if it had gone up to 28 grand, well, he would have basically profited that and then just given the 20 grand over and it wouldn't really cost him anything. The one that would cost something is, was Ronnie based on the way that he had, had set it up. And at the end of the year, you know, Bitcoin was under eight grand. And so he was 20 grand off of his bet. And then he wants to welch on it. But the thing is, is like, if you ever ask Ronnie or you question him, then immediately he goes in to start calling people names. And, you know, he's like, listen here, you bastards. Like, really, dude? Like, I I didn't even, I didn't cuss. I didn't even, I just said, here, look, 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 Ronnie, what are you doing? And he just goes off the deep end. Well, it was it was worse than that. It was effing bastard is what he called Vinnie Lingham on mm-hmm. Twitter. And then he criticized him and wanted to know how much of civic money did, you know, did Vinnie pocket because civics crypto is down like, I don't know, 90 percent or so. Mm-hmm. What kind of projection know? is that, though? It's almost like, oh, I owe you a bet. Oh, but you know what? How about whatever? Blah, blah, blah. Like he just he just I don't know. I, I think he lacks self-awareness. I really I think I do too. He lacks he lacks it. He doesn't see how he comes off. He takes this holier than thou approach and it bites him in the ass time and time again. And now it's gotten to the point where he's pretty much one of, like a laughing stock, man. It's like well, he, he bans everybody on Twitter that disagrees with him he calls them all horrible you know names and trolls but i mean really bad names um so now he basically he's just blocked all of twitter so (laughs) i think he's on the wrong platform he needs to be on a much nicer platform i think twitter's not really the one for him now speaking of welched bets mr jocom you had a conversation with mr john mcavee yeah well i didn't have the conversation myself he just publicly posted about this So John McAfee tweeted on January 5th at eight in the morning, eat my dick in 12 months, a ruse to onboard new users. It worked. Bitcoin was first. It's an ancient technology. All know it. Newer blockchains have privacy, smart contracts, distributed apps, and more. Bitcoin is our future. Was the Model T the future of the automobile? Uh, So, but the point is, is he said that if Bitcoin wasn't a million dollars by the end of 2020, that he would eat his dick. And, you know, here it is in January. It still could go to a million. Not likely, but it could. And he he capitulated already. And it was right at the time that Ronnie Moas thing was going on. So I think I don't know. I don't know if, he, if he's connected to Ronnie or was watching that or seeing how Ronnie was getting lambasted. But he just said, hey, look, that was just a joke. And he got so much press. Off of that, you know, saying that he was going, he, he didn't say he was like you said, you did. He didn't say he was going to chop off his junk. He said he was going to eat was his eat junk. It. So I, I posted on Twitter, the dickening has been canceled. Somebody else replied with, "It flopped." <laughs> <laughs> Another guy said, "I had hoped for fried dickin." <laughs> <laughs> so lots of comedy there, um, and, and I guess I'm just surprised that you know why not wait until it doesn't happen and milk it and bring awareness for another year. 
right it just seemed like it it was too soon john too soon yeah he he um a little premature with his um capitulation but basically he followed somebody said word is bond john and he said wake the f up what idiot thinks anyone is going to eat their own dick ever especially on tv are you that idiot god i hope none of my followers are that stupid uh and of course nobody ever thought he was really going to well we've asked him about it and he would always say of course um i am so confident in the technology that there's there's no way i'm going to lose this bet why because math (laughs) because math right exactly that's what he said well he lost it but at least he gets to keep his dick he gets to keep his dick for as long as it doesn't fall off i would imagine some of the places that john has been in his lifetime he's probably risked it falling off (laughs) you don't know what to say about that do you mr travis Wright has no reply to that well, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Again, go check out Upland.me and do support our sponsors. We don't charge you guys for the show. They make the show possible. And the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon gazillions of you that listen, we appreciate you. Please be sure to go and review the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is that you listen and pop into the Bad Crypto Mastermind, badco.in forward slash mastermind. That is our closed group on Facebook. You have to actually answer questions to get in and not be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Uh, And we'd love to see you there and engage with us. That is true. We really appreciate you guys. And 2020 is off to a nice start. It's great to see Bitcoin over 8,000 at this point. Timestamp Friday, January 10th. And next week, we are going to the uh, North American Bitcoin Conference in Miami. We're also going to the Washington Elite event there in Miami. So Blockchain Miami Week is going down, and we're going to be all over that town. We have some really cool NFT, non-fungible tokens that we've gotten designed and created. They're pretty cool looking. And uh, you're going to want one because they're very rare. So if you are there, we have a booth. So make sure you come by and drop by because we got these non-fungible tokens we want to give out. And they're pretty cool. We got them all designed. They're very neat. And uh, they're rare. So make sure you come and check us out there yeah. in There'll Miami. A limited, a limited supply. A different NFT, a collectible NFT for each conference that we're going to be at. In fact, this is something we're going to continue throughout the year, and this is going to be proof of attending the conference. In fact, we're using an app called POAP, Proof of Attendance Protocol, P-O-A-P, and this guy has come up with a really cool idea for people to identify the events that they've been to, and so be ready to scan the QR code if you're at one of these events. And if you're not there, sorry, you, you don't get one. But Travis, maybe we'll offer a special NFT to bad crypto listeners sometime in the future. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. You'll just have to keep tuning in to stay bad. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.